lots of blood and gore Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks Seven, eight, another deadly thing Nine, ten, never podcast again Hello. Hi. Hi, my name is Micah McCaw. My name's Jordan McCaw. And we are married over five years. Yes. And we have this podcast that you're listening to right now called mm-hmm. Macaw Podcast Universe that exists to prove people wrong when people say sequels are never better than the originals. Yes. And we have been covering the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. We are concluding that one today. We're concluding it today with a, a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy... We're going to talk about it, uh, of course. But another thing you can look forward to this this episode, if you listen till the end, you're going to find out what series we're covering next week. Mm, I thought we used to do that the second to last episode. We did, but we forgot last time. So guess what? Okay. You're going to find out on this episode. Cool. And just like every other time, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, we literally talked about it like a half hour ago. Okay. Um, uh, I have hint- a guess. I know I have a guess. Don't it's give me three a hint. movies. Yeah, that's a, I know that's what it is. Hint. Okay, um, don't give me a hint. But uh, here we are, and Frederick Krueger is finally laid to rest for now. Um, let me tell you about my experience with this movie. Yeah, because you may have forgotten, but this was actually the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I ever saw, and it was probably in 2010. Yeah, okay. At a sleepover at Shane's grandparents' house, and it was it was co-ed. <gasps> a well, sl- wait, a co-ed sleepover? No, but I mean, like, all the girls co-ed came hangout. over, and then they left, and we had a sleepover. And so this was a time in my life when I thought that horror was, like, inherently stupid and bad, because yeah. I didn't grow up with horror. And so I was like... What would you have said was a horror movie you liked at that time in your life? I probably would have said Psycho or Jurassic but Park. But had you have even seen Psycho at that point? I'm not sure. But, I don't uh, think you had. I don't, I don't know that I had either. I don't know that I'd really seen any movies that were like horror movies unless they were like teenage dumb slashers. Okay. In my mind at the time. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was just like didn't want to watch this off the get-go. And then we're watching it, and I'm kind of scoffing. You have all these teenagers in a room. We're all scoffing. It's so fun, though. Sure. Um, what? That's not fun to you? I don't as like... As a teenager? No, no. Oh, as a teenager, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was fun. fun. It's a yeah. fun time. Um, and then eventually the movie ended, and I was like... Wait, whose choice that's is That's dumb. Whose choice is it to watch the movie? Couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. I have no no okay. idea. But that that was my, my lens of this series, was the remake, which I think most people put at the bottom of their list of... of uh, uh, Freddy movies. Yeah. We'll see at the end of our episode where we put it on our list, of course. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I had seen it then and I would, I just remember that there was one sequence that I did think was cool. And so all last night I was like, is that sequence cool? And when we get there, I'll let you know it was cool. There's one sequence that I thought was cool. That's different than yours. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my introduction to Freddy. There's no zaniness in this movie. He's not fun. Mm-mm. I I think if I had seen one of the originals, I probably would have been like scoffing just as much, but I would have been like that is kind of fun. Yeah. But this is very it's very dour and intense. <sighs> yeah, my big issue with it, which is the irony of the whole thing, is that they made Freddy scary. 
Yeah. And that's actually not <laughs> what the franchise has thrived on. Right. He's never been scary. Right. To me. So it, it, it's just like, mm-mm. No, no, this is not right. I know, but I don't understand. I don't. I don't see a world where this wouldn't have happened on a reboot made in 2010. I know, I know. Yeah, because I feel like everybody that we've recorded episodes with on this series is like, "Oof, you got to watch the remake." Yikes! And as much as I did not like this movie, I do not think this is a good movie. I gotta say, on an artistic level, I I, I appreciate the fact that they were like, let's try to do our own thing. Yeah. And they didn't try to do a zany Freddy that's just not Robert England. Where, you, where the whole... Because, like, this movie makes you kind of forget about Robert England in a way. I mean, the whole time you wish it was him. But it's like his performance is so different. They're yeah. not really even comparable. Yeah. Um, It's a bad performance, I think. Yeah. And it's a bad portrayal of Freddy Krueger. But it is... It's like they did try something. And sometimes remakes... Just go through the motions. Yeah. And some something that I was struck by is like this movie would not get made today um, because this was like that time in the 2000s where it was like, let's restart all of these franchises. And now the thing to do is like, no, 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 we don't restart them. We acknowledge them and we rework it in a way because we've grown up loving the series for so long we'd hate to make it so that like one of the movies doesn't count or something like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um which of course we talked about in our star wars series where it's like force awakens kind of sets off this new trajectory for hollywood which is like the legacy sequel mm-hmm. and now everything's the legacy sequel um of course they didn't do that with halloween they still yeah that's true but that one's kind of unique too in that well, it, it is not a doesn't reboot, acknowledge technically. yeah yeah but th- this made me want to watch the um tv movie of it because yeah. i've never seen it i've seen like scenes uh-huh um because i would it, i wonder watching it what it would make me think about the new stuff because watching this th- they obviously <sighs> i'm so stupid i forgot that it was a reboot so, yeah, halfway like, through, you were like, her name's until, Nancy? Yeah, not until they say Nancy <laughs> that I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. And then you told me, and I'm like, oh, okay, so it makes sense <laughs> that the other girl got killed in the way she got killed, because it was like the first movie. Because when she did, my first thought was, oh, an homage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so the, it, it was, you know, it is kind of interesting to see how they do the same things in a different way. Yeah. Um, so that's why I would I want to see the it tv movie yeah just I, to see the only that, thing that's, that's held me different. back is that it's i think it's like three and a half total hours yeah but you don't have to watch it in one sitting i know you it's can, just you like can stop when once they become adults or something you know and take yeah a break. but well, although I, I i'm just assuming that's how they did the story why wouldn't they i think they do it like the book i think they go back and forth but i'm not sure oh whatever you just stop halfway but <laughs> yeah that's what it made me think of yeah well i yeah, what's what's really interesting about I mean any remake, it's hard. I am not someone who is anti remake. I, I th- you know the 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 age old arguments are like Hollywood has no new ideas. Everything's a sequel and everything's a remake. Mm-hmm. And I think that's silly because like back in the twenties there were like remakes, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and like sequels. So it's like that's always been a thing. It's not new. 
I mean, and honestly, people can do it. The well. ugly truth is if the idea can make money, they're going to make the movie exactly again and again and again. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, I think it's okay to, to reuse ideas. I think it's okay to do remakes and stuff, but, but what's, what I think actually people have for the most part gotten really good about writers and filmmakers now is when they do reboot something, uh, not remake it. Cause they don't really do that anymore. They find like an angle that usually kind of addresses mm. like what people think about the franchise or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even force awakens, it's very nostalgic and stuff, but it took this angle where it was like, let's go back to what this used to be. Yeah. Or it, the classic example now is the new screen movie. Cause it's yeah. about reboot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but having said all that, I just think this movie, it's in a weird place because we're watching it and we've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And there's like a point in the movie where they treat it as a twist that he, in fact, was a child molester. Yeah. And it's like, is anyone in the audience think that's a twist? Because there's been eight of these movies. I don't understand why they chose to change that. Uh well, I'm assuming if he murdered children, he was also molesting him. But they, 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 yeah. What they changed is that he didn't murder children, and I actually have a reasoning behind it. Oh, yeah, I would love to know. So when Wes Craven made the first one, that was his intent: is that he was a child molester. Okay. And the studio was like, absolutely not. Too dark. And that he was like, so but they can he, he kill, can him? kill him, <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's his kind of thing where he's like, that's kind of funny because that's final yeah <laughs> the the children are dead now but um the reason not to say that one is like worse than the other uh, uh, yeah they're both terrible don't yeah. do them yeah we can say that don't do it <laughs> uh but on the um on this movie they wanted it to be like basically you know freddy's now like kind of a joke he's been in a freddy versus jason on this movie, movie. but yeah well, yeah 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 so they're saying. like we need a we need to make this dark and intense so we're doing that, and then they were like, let's go back to, like, Wes's original idea. So that's one reason. And then the other reason, which actually is kind of smart, is that they said if he was a child murderer, then they would be able to Google that and find it out immediately. Okay. So when they're, like, researching and trying to find the nursery and stuff like that. Yeah, it was all swept under the rug. Yeah, but whereas the... Especially since in the movie, like, he's not, like, convicted of a crime. He doesn't go to trial or anything. That wouldn't be... You wouldn't be able to find that out necessarily yeah. by Googling. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, I get it. I get that choice. Kind of wild, though, that in her doing her research and trying to find uh-huh. the other... Well, I guess she only really know knew from one other person. But you have the guy from the beginning of the movie, Emmett from Twilight, who died. Yeah. Um... And then her friend died, and then the emo guy died. And then, like, none of those people had memories of them as fi- at this daycare. Yeah. As far as we know, because they would have remembered each other. But apparently they don't. Right. <laughs> and then she's Googling people, finds that a couple of people have died. And then she finds the one guy from Disturbia. Yeah. And he's doing a vlog about what's happening to him. Uh-huh. And he doesn't even remember. Right. And I just don't understand how not one person could remember. I and Yeah. That, it doesn't really I, that's make just, sense. I think it just serves the story. Yeah. Me- memory is uh, oft- a fickle thing. It is a fickle thing. Often it's it's uh really bad. Um so but it, I it is one of those things that's like not one person 
Right. Like that, that's a lot of people I just listed off. And I didn't even include Rooney Mara and the other guy. Right. None of them could remember. Yeah. I think, I think if a kid not, I think if a kid went through a very traumatic experience and it seems they alluded to all of them were abused. Yeah. One of them would remember. One of them would not have been able to adjust to life. No, 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 no. At least, you know, but it's not like, it's kind of, that's kind of a lame complaint. Yeah. You know? I mean, you just have to sweep that. Yeah. Away. Under the rug, like the parents did. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it, it is weird. Cause this movie operates as if you never saw the other ones. Yeah. And, and I think better sequels and better reboots operate knowing that you have. Yeah. Cause again, I also think, I know it's a sequel, but I think of the last Jedi, which operates in like, you know how these stories go. Therefore, I'm going to surprise you. Yeah. Now, apparently people don't like when that happens, but... But people don't like when it does happen. I know. I think, to some degree, uh, I think that Ryan Johnson kind of did that again in Knives Out 2. Why? A little bit, of to a little bit of a degree. I, I don't know if the movie will be out by now, so maybe I shouldn't say. Okay. Well, I will. You can uh, skip it forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to know. I guess the story was unconventional compared to the first one. Well, so in the first one, they are, they're like retelling yes. what happened. And in this one, we don't realize it till like halfway in the movie that we are seeing what the crime is going to be. Yeah. Instead of them telling. We're, we're like in the scene when the things yeah, yeah, are yeah. happening. Yeah. Which is kind of flipping it on its head a little bit. Right. Which is cool. Knives Out 2, so freaking good. Yeah. Still kind of beaming from that one. I still can't believe they got Ethan Hawke for like two seconds. I know. Oh, it's so good. Okay, but let's talk about this. Um, The movie's directed by Samuel. And that wasn't a spoiler for people. Yeah, no, no. And even what I said is not really a spoiler, but if you want to go in like completely cold, you should have skipped that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, directed by Samuel Bayer who has done music videos and commercials and not a single other movie. Oh, okay. The screenplay is by Wesley Strick, and he also has the story by credit, um, who did Arachnophobia, Cape Fear, Batman Returns, The Man in the High Castle. Cape Fear is the one with Mark Wahlberg. Robert De Niro. Wait, Scorsese. so he did the, the script for that movie? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because when you said that, I thought at first they remade that movie. You're thinking of pri- Primal Fear? No, I'm thinking or? of Fear. Fear. Yeah. No, Cape Fear. I've not seen the full Cape Fear. Oh, it's fun. I know, but also really scary. Yeah. Not, not I would I've also not seen Fear. I don't think though and this just shows how good Scorsese is. I don't even know if I'd put that in my top 10 or maybe even 15 Scorsese movies. But Cape Fear is really good. Yeah. Robert but, De Niro's real scuzzball. Yeah. Uh the other writer on this movie is Eric Heiserer, who did Final Destination 5. Lights out. Yeah. Uh, and Arrival. Really? So the guy can write. Hmm. Uh, cinematographer is by... I don't, I don't know if this is the, the writing is an issue that I have with the movie. I mm-hmm. mean, other than the things we've kind of talked about that are things that I understand what they did things a certain way. It's just sort of a misestimation of... And I'm not sure if that's a word. It's a misunderstanding of what people like about these movies. And like like I think I've already said, I don't 
I don't foresee a- any other type of reboot in 2010. No. Than this no. one. No. Than this exact movie we got. And with hindsight, you think, you watch it and you'd go, how, like, no one could have known that this movie was going to be this sucky. Because I feel like mid-2010s, this is, like, all what horror movies were about. Well, and see, see, that's the other thing. is It, hit, it struck me last night when we were watching it. And, and you said part of it is you just didn't watch these movies. But I think another reason that I was not into horror is that when we were in high school, there – now, I might be missing something. I did not I, – I meant to do this, but I, I meant to look at, like, a list of horror movies from, like, the 2010s on. But I feel like when we were in high school, it was a lot of – well, for one, there's a lot of reboots and remakes, which we're going to talk about in a second. And then there's just a lot of, like – the after effects of like the saw movies is still in every movie yeah where everything has to be pretty gruesome yeah and in it there wasn't a lot of new horror and a, and a lot of it was pretty bad yeah like pretty like when you watch it now you're like this kind of sucks and it's not till like 2014 15 16 when we start getting some other fresh horror ideas yeah um are you looking something up i'm just looking up popular horror movies of the 2010s oh please Please, please, please. But I, I think that's maybe another reason why it took me so long to get into horror. Because, you know, reboot, remake of all these old things that I also didn't have any love for because I didn't grow up watching them. So there was no reason for yeah. me to see them. Yeah. What What do you got? Hit me with some. Um, American Psycho came out in 2000. That's a horror thriller, obviously. Um. Quarantine, which is a found footage movie, not great. Trick or Treat, which I've heard is good, but I've not seen. Um, Let the Right One In, one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. Oh, no, Let Me In is one of your horror movies. Let the Right One In is also a very good one. That's the... The, origi- or the original language? Yeah. Swedish. Swedish. Okay. Um, the Mist. Hated that movie. Uh-huh. Coraline came out in 2009. Not, not the not no. what we're talking about. The Strangers about. came out in 2008. That movie scared the crap out of me. Is that Liv Tyler? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That movie's scary from my memory. Yeah. Uh, Orphan came out in 2009, and that movie, like, people went nuts for that movie. Is that Nicole Kidman? No, Orphan's this, like, girl that was adopted, this little girl, and she... I'm going to spoil it because it's we're now in 2022. 20, yeah. She ends up being a 30-year-old woman, and okay. she's, like, going to murder the family. And okay. this is based on a true story, if you can believe it. Whoa, okay. It's a very fascinating um, story. Cloverfield came out in 2008. That Sci-fi more. Found, I mean, you know, it's kind of a found footage time. Yeah. Uh, Drag Me to Hell. I've not seen that. Uh, 28 Weeks Later. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead reboot. Yeah. Yeah, another reboot. Saw came out in 2004, 1408 came out in 2007, Jennifer's Body came out in 2009, which I've not seen. The Ring came out in 2002. That's a classic. But see, but the, I've not those, seen a lot of these. Those early Silent t- Hill I've never seen. Those early 2000 movies, we would have been too young to watch them. The early yeah. good oh, ones, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then these later ones you're mentioning are still movies that for the most part I'm not really interested in watching if I haven't seen them. I know, me too. So, so I think that there's something to that. Yeah. Uh, so, but can I go back to this yeah. or do you have no, some No, 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 it's okay. Um, so the cinematographer, speaking of Cloverfield, uh, Jeff Cutter, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane and then this year's Prey, 
the music is by Steve Jablonski, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot, remake, uh, the Transformer movies, a lot of them, uh, and Battleship. He, this is who? Uh, the music, okay. Steve Jablonski. The movie comes out April 30th, 2010. Weird that this is not a summer movie. I guess April's kind of summer, but that's kind of Spring weird. break, maybe. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, $35 million budget makes $63 million domestic and 117 world. Huge Wait, hit. Wait, what's the budget? 35 Okay. Huge hit. But critically, people don't like it. Yeah. Um, but we, I found out that Jackie Earl Haley, the man who plays Freddy Krueger, was signed on for three movies total. Oh, gosh. I couldn't bear it. Yeah. And I do like that guy. But what's wild is so... So Michael Bay is one of the producers on this movie. Yeah, not an explosion in sight. <laughs> no. And it it strikes me as odd. I actually am not a Michael Bay hater, but it strikes me as odd as someone who has directed five Transformer movies that f- have varying degree of critical success, but I'd say for the most part are not looked well upon critically. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it seems weird to me that he would look at the box office receipts for Nightmare on Elm Street and not think, let's at least make one more. I know. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's kind of weird. But anyway, so uh, there's this company named Platinum Dunes, uh, and it's founded by Michael Bay, Brad Fuller, and Andrew Form in 2001. And this is the company that, well, they kind of set back horror for maybe a decade. Oh, really? (laughs) Because you have 2003, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah. 2005, the Amityville Horror remake slash book adaption. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, then they didn't produce this, but in 2007, you have the Rob Zombie Halloween. Okay. 2009, they make Friday the 13th remake. 2010, they make the Nightmare on, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Then in 2011, there's a Thing prequel that they didn't Oh, that movie make. sucks. I hate that movie. Yeah. Uh, they didn't make that one, but still, it's in there. Yeah. Mary and then, Elizabeth Winstead's in that movie. I know. And then in 2013... They make The Purge with Blumhouse. Yeah, which is a huge hit Oh, with Blumhouse. I believe. Maybe it's not Blumhouse. I don't know. I've never I think, seen it. I think Blumhouse is a part of it. Yeah. In 2014, they make Ouija. Yeah. And then 2018, they make A Quiet Place. So now they're starting to do more like... Uh, original properties. Yeah. And those are... I mean, I haven't seen Ouija or The Purge, but the, at least those first movies, like horror fans really like them. Yeah. Um, and then a, Qu- a Quiet Place is great. Yeah. So that's sort of interesting that they like they were just like, oh, we have all these rights. Let's just make all these movies. And I don't think anyone really likes most of the movies I listed. Yeah. They're kind of looked upon as poorly. I know yeah. Rob Zombie has some fans of his Halloween movies, but um, yeah. I think they're few and far between. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so here we go. So Wes Craven didn't like the movie, if you can imagine it. And mm-hmm. he was vocal about that. Uh, Wesley Stick uh, was hired because... Wait, hang on. Wesley Stick. Yeah, that's the guy who wrote the screenplay. So this blew my mind, Jordan. This okay. is a big one. Wesley Stick was hired because he impressed Emmerich, the director, with a prequel script he had written for a movie called Seven. Oh... Which I, I I was even joking. I was texting the Eden boys this morning, 
And I literally said, like, this movie screams at you. Have you guys seen Seven before? <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole movie is screaming that. It's like, we love David Fincher, and we hope you've seen Seven. So when I read that, I was like, oh, my gosh, what validation I feel. Yeah. Um, uh, but the other writer, in 2019, he broke his silence. I don't know if he was being silent, but he expressed how much he didn't like this movie. Okay. And he mentioned how an example of on the first day, they were like, hey, this we don't think we're going to have enough dialogue for this coffee shop scene or, or enough time, so we're just going to use page 87 dialogue in this scene. Which I think just illustrates that, oh, maybe maybe a lot of what was written was changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Gallner, during the production, recalls Haley, Jackie or Earl Haley, saying during the filming... I hadn't seen the original since it was first in theaters, so I watched it in my hotel the other night, and it was just the worst movie I've ever seen. That girl Haley said that? Yeah. So, yeah, that's maybe not the best approach. Yeah. Uh, Makes even more sense that he would go even polar polar. opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, England voices uh, favor of Jackie before the movie came out. Voices what? Voices favor. Like he was like voiced his favor. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like he gave him his blessing. Basically. Yeah. He was like, he, he looks different. It'll be different. And he's like, I'm getting older. I, I can't really do this role anymore. So I, I think it's great that he's going to do it. Was he even asked? I don't think he was. They wanted to just do it blank slate. I don't. Yeah, I think so. But, but he, he did say like, like now it's like, I, I, I can't, I'm too old to play Freddy Krueger. I don't believe it, Robert. <laughs> um, the Two Face team from Dark Knight worked on Freddy. Yeah, the visual effects team. I think uh, a lot of people who saw the Dark Knight worked on this movie and love that movie. Uh, do you have some other examples? It, the music sounded kind of similar to me. Um, okay, I didn't clock that, but not, I, not specifically just mood. I mean, that's kind of hard to say. They're they're both just emo movies. But like, it just it just felt the same. Uh-huh. And then Jackie Earl Haley, it was just cracking us up as we oh, were watching yeah. it, and Where's he's Rachel? basically saying, "Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel?" <laughs> and it just he sounded. It was like he was doing his Batman audition for this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and like, um, I I feel like it was. I mean, Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight looks better, but this movie yes. looks like that movie. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, in some parts. Um, I know that, that the two face probably looks better because they do a lot less. Okay. Uh, uh, than this, two but face looks good to this day, man. Cause two face still looks good. Yeah. But boy, yikes. Howdy. Does Freddie look bad in this movie? Yeah. He looks really bad. It's, it's a really bad design. And, and they're saying, you know, they wanted to make it more like an actual burn victim would look like. But he's in the dream world. Know, he doesn't have to look like an actual burn victim. I know. It's it's really bad, and I I think there's something. Cause, so they have they, he still has like three and a half hours of oh, prosthetics on his face. Yeah. So it's like they're they're trying to blend the two CGI and whatnot, and it's before we're getting good at that. Yeah. So like the CGI of the burn through part into his cheek looks really bad. It doesn't for me most of the time because it's, it's a lot of shadows. Oh, it looks so. Bad. And I think that kind of works to their favor a little bit. It does, but but yeah, no, it doesn't look great. And and I think I think the design is is the worst part, actually. Yeah, I agree. But the CG doesn't help. And there's something with, and I don't know if it's the way Jackie is talking 
the prosthetics or the CGI or a mix of the three, but his lips just look wrong. And well, you movie. notice he doesn't. He talks with his teeth closed. Yeah, what is that? I think that's a choice. They're just trying not to make him a caricature like yeah. in the other ones. They're trying to make him uh, a, feel like a child molester. It's, or it's a really bad choice. I mean, it yeah. really hurts the movie. Yeah, because I I think if you did have. I think if you had a decent, even just a decent Freddy Krueger design and performance, I don't think people would hate this movie. I think I, they would be like, it's not as good as the others, but it's a fun watch. This is what, yes, you're making a reboot and you want it to be fresh and new. I get it. But one thing that I feel like you can't change is anytime someone watches a nightmare movie, cool dream sequence happens, person gets killed, and we are doing nothing but waiting for the next one. Yeah. The story is barely is just struggling along. Yeah. And so there aren't even dream warriors in this one. There aren't even dream warriors, <laughs> but th this movie it's, I was had no part of me was like waiting to see what they were going to do next. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing that I'm going to give them big praise for is the invention of the micro naps. The okay. micro naps are cool and they make for some cool visual stuff. Unfortunately, I what's, what's, ironic about this movie is yes they have cgi um and that kind of always hurts horror for the most part mm -hmm. um when it's so blatant but what what's funny about the micro naps and if you didn't watch the movie it's like say you're in a room and you 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 fall asleep for like a second and it'll flash to a different room but you're sitting in the same place and sometimes it's happening within the same shot and i like that stuff a lot but the funny thing about it is it's like that is like like a really old film technique, which doesn't mean it's bad, but it's like you have all these other tools and and the pioneering thing from this movie is something that's not as exciting as like almost any dream sequence in in any of the previous movies. Yeah. Even the bad ones. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's cool. I like that thing. Whenever they make another one, I would like them to use micro naps again because I think it's cool. But it's like, it's it's really it's not like inventive, whereas I feel like these movies a lot of times do do stuff that's inventive. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that is the other the second biggest problem is that the dream the hauntings are not uh creative really. No. So. And they're not specific for each person. No. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize that, but you're right. Yeah. Um. They debated releasing this movie in 3D. Because everyone is insane, and after 2009, they were like, we mm -hmm. want some of that Avatar money. Mm -hmm. But then they decided against it. Yeah. And then I'm just going to read this big section here. This is the future of Nightmare on Elm Street. In August 2015, it was reported that Warner Brothers and New Line were developing a second remake with Orphan Rider, David Leslie Johnson and Toby Emmerich, Walter Hamada, and Dave Nastadatar producing it. <laughs> In June, there was a D and a T next to each other. Okay. I tried to pronounce them. In June 2016, Brad Fuller said the remake was in development hell. And England expressed interest in returning to the series in a cameo role. Did you get that thing out of production hell and you get it to work? <laughs> he later expressed interest in having Kevin... It's a <laughs> England later expressed interest in having Kevin Bacon to portray Freddy. Interesting. <laughs> In October 2018, Robert England reprised his role as Freddy Krueger on a Halloween-themed episode of The Goldbergs. Fun. In December 2018, Leslie Johnson said the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street was still in development, 
but New Line Cinema was focused on the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Quote, it's still happening. Nothing is percolating just yet. The Conjuring universe is sort of first and foremost on New Line Cinema's horror burner. Everybody wants to see Freddy again, and I think so. I think, so I think it's inevitable at this point. Prove me wrong, or prove that to me, I mean. I know. And then in September of 2019, it was announced that film rights had reverted back to Wes Craven's estate. By November, the estate had begun work on future project pitches for new A Nightmare on Elm Street projects with pitches received for both future film and a potential HBO Max series. No, just make a freaking movie. We don't need a series. <laughs> no one no one wants a Santa Claus series, okay? Well, let me just finish a sentence. With the intent to have Robert England reprise his role as Freddy Krueger. I still don't want a show. I would, I would watch a show. I, I would rather have a movie because... Let's all say it together, folks. Movies are better than TV. But, no, no. Sometimes it works. But things don't have to be TV. I don't think that they have the bandwidth to make this an eight-hour thing. No. Well, they, they did it. Has... They did it in the 80s. Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, the show? The show. Yeah, but that whatever they make today is not going to be like that. This is going to be like House on Haunted Hill, whatever. Yeah garbage about stringing the story along for as long as we can kind of thing when all movies have been a little bit over an hour and a half yeah in the series but I let's think, not add a ton more hours i th so so i really think that there there are so many story potentials that there is no reason that it has been 22 years since they made one except for robert england well it's not been 22 years or i mean 12 years okay except for robert england you know um but I do think I mentioned it last episode. I and and if if you're gonna go the series route, I say hire a ton of animators and do a half hour claymation episode, a regular show style episode, and that do a bunch of different animators doing it. An anime style. Oh, like a robot chicken. No, not a robot chicken. That's terrible you, animation. I'm, are you talking about using a ton of different animation on one show? Yeah. Yeah, Robot just, Chicken just uses dolls. I thought they used other stop stuff. stop motion. No, oh, no. Okay. But I, I'd, if you want to do the series, do something weird like that. Um, I, I guess I just want to see a Claymation <laughs> Freddy Krueger movie. <laughs> Maybe directed by Wes Anderson. Okay. He cuts off someone's head and he's like, oops. You know? Hey, actually, Wes Anderson could maybe have some pretty funny jokes in it. Because you got to have good jokes. Yeah. Actually, that's my pick for, for <laughs> you know what? I That is my pick. Wes Anderson should make the next Nightmare on Elm Street. It would be visually stunning. It would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Okay. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> Are you done talking? I'm done talking. <laughs> okay. So for um, actors previously mentioned, Jackie Earl Haley plays Freddy. He is uh, also in Watchmen, Little Children, Shutter Island, and many, many, many other things. Um, Rooney Mara plays Nancy Holbrook. She is also in Carol, the girl with the dragon tattoo, side effects, and just like Jackie Girl Haley, a ton of other things. <laughs> uh, Kyle Gallner plays Quentin Smith. Um, he is in Scream, which I don't remember. The which, most recent one. He is? Vince Schneid something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't he, remember. He wasn't that. a core group member, I don't think. No. Vince Schneider. Hmm. 
Maybe he was a police officer oh, or something. Oh, you know who he was? I see him now. He was the guy, he was the boyfriend that was by the car that like pees outside. He was. He yeah, was, was yeah. He's also in Outsiders, Dinner in America, Interrogation. Wait, Sm- Outsiders? Not the Outsiders. But is it the Stephen King? No, that's the no. Outsider. I'm sorry. Smile. He's in Smile? Yeah. Wow. Still getting his uh his horror kick on. <laughs> yep. Good for him. Katie Cassidy plays Chris. Uh, she is also in Black Christmas, Arrow, Click. Yes. Click. That one. I Love Us, Agent Game, and The Flash Show. Thomas Decker plays Jesse. Um, he is in Swimming with Sharks. Ter- what? Terminator, <laughs> The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Um, Kaboom. The Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Kellen Lutz plays Dean. This is Emmett from Twilight. He's been covered. Uh, Clancy Brown plays Alan Smith. That's the Quentin's wait, dad. Do you think we actually? Uh, you don't have to, but do you think we actually did talk about Emmett's filmography? When why we would did? we not? Because there's other actors, and he's in it for My not good, that, that long. Series, that series is an ensemble cast. Okay. So you okay. cover everybody. Th- this is what I'd like. I would like someone who is listening to let us know the timestamp when we talk about oh, it. That's so boring to make someone do that. Someone's going to be excited to do that. Clancy Brown. <laughs> He's in Starship Troopers, Shawshank Redemption, Cowboys and Aliens, among other things. And that's Whoa. the that's Nancy's or that's Quentin's dad. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, he's Mr. Krabs. He is. He is. Wow. That's cool. That is cool. We he, we said some other things that are like pretty know, pretty but big, that's pretty but cool. that's what we stuck with. Connie Britton plays Dr. Gwen Holbrook. Um, people might know her from season one of American Horror Story, Seeking a Friend at the End of the World, American Ultra, the show Nashville. It's probably that's Nancy's mom. Huge for her. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I didn't remember her being a doctor. So me neither. But you know what? She is. <laughs> The the the, do, the, doctor, the the doctor's a woman. Remember that joke? Just in general. Do you remember that? From what? Oh, it's like a, it's like an old joke. I think where it's like, uh, no, I'm thinking of the. You know what? I don't remember the joke. Sounds sexist. I think it's a comedy bang bang reference to an old joke where oh. they're making fun of the joke. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's a dumb yeah, joke. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, there's a seven style intro. That was when I was like, oh, wow, they've seen seven for sure. Um, and then uh, then we have Dean at the diner. Springwood Diner. Yep. Um, Nancy is working there as a waitress. I don't like this intro. I don't think it was the right call to introduce people. Okay. What, what, I, what for? I just think, I don't know why we, I don't know. I, I was, since it's been a little bit since we've watched the movie, that being just last night. Yeah. I think while I was watching the movie, I was thinking about it, but I kind of feel like maybe a high school setting would be better. Why does she have to be in a diner? Like we, she never goes back to the diner. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't, I, it's simply, I just don't think it was the right choice. Sure. To have it at the diner. I think it should have been like a school setting or something because well, they're all in high school. You know, it's probably at a diner because they saw Seven and they liked when they went to diners Gosh, in that movie. get over David Fincher, people. So, um... <laughs> we love David Fincher, I but... I know, but I, people I, need to, like, calm down yeah. about David Fincher. Yeah. Um, 
And also, Mindhunter's not as good as everyone said it is. Um, also, I think people are calming down, though, because now that his movies don't come out in theaters... Oh, yeah, Nick. Gosh. Okay, like, you know, who, knows about, who knows about this stuff anymore? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When your movies don't come out in theaters, it's hard to think they're legitimate movies. And when you make a movie like Mank. Oh, Mank stank. Mank stank. Mank is rank. <laughs> I was just going to say that. So, <laughs> Hate yeah, Mank. They're in a diner. Um, Emmett's trying to stay. He is tie tie. Yeah. Um, a oh, classic. but it, it starts with him dreaming. It does. So yeah, he's walking through the diner, and the waitress, who's not Rooney Mara, is like, oh, he's like following her, and then we see a little Freddy action with the knives, but then he wakes up. Everything's cool. Chris comes to talk to him about it, and he says he just keeps having these dreams about this creepy guy, and she's like, it's just a dream. It's fine. Meanwhile, at the other table, you have Quentin and Jesse who is emo boy supreme in this movie. Yeah. The guy has bangs. It's crazy. Yeah. Where's the eyeliner? He looked like he was styled after Gerard Way. Crazy. Which, for 2010, if I had seen this movie, that would have been my favorite yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, easy. But Now, here's something I noticed in this movie, and it's not this movie. It's all of them. Do you think it's just kind of weird that everyone describes him as having knives on his hands? Because I would think that you would, like, I would get out and I'd be like, he has these crazy claws. Oh, I would describe him as claws. <laughs> and yeah. everyone in all the movies describes him as knives on his hands. I like that's a movie thing sometimes when people describe something <laughs> yeah. so specifically. And it's like, you only know that because the writer knows. Oh, right. That that's what <laughs> right, it is. right. Yeah. It's like you would see that from a distance, shadowed, and you'd be like, he has a crazy, he has claws on his hands. And he's always, yeah, he's always silhouted. Like when they yeah, see him they're like, the he's got time. knives. He has this gizmo gadget with knives on his yeah. hands. Huh, okay. It's funny. But yeah, so uh, he, I don't know, Emmett, Emmett, Dean. Dean. Uh, kills himself. Yeah, he but cuts his own Freddy. throat, and it's flashing back and forth between the worlds. Yeah. And again, I, I like that element of it. Um, but Freddy gets him. Yeah. Then we cut to a funeral. Funeral. It's Dean's funeral. There's a, there is a little tent outside on the funeral, which I, I noted. Yeah. Uh, which I hadn't seen in a movie before. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. I cannot believe the um Chris's mom and Chris mm. look like the same person. Can you look that up? I don't think you looked that up, did you? You no. said who Chris was, but yeah, they that is like the best. If they are not mo- mother and daughter. I, it was it was great, but also it was pretty distracting. So I also don't know if that was best. It was pretty mm. distracting for me. Well, I I think maybe you were going nuts last night. Sure. No, they're not. They're, they don't have the same name. Well, last but name. they could have got married or remarried. Wait, l- l- tell me who the who the actress who is plays Chris is. What's her name? Something Cassidy. Katie Cassidy. And is it K? K. K T I E. K A T I E. Cassidy with a. Oh yeah, there she is. All right, let's look at her mom. Here we go. Sherry Williams is the mother. No, no. Leah D. Mortensen. Uh, no, no, I mean her real oh. mom. Her real mom is Sherry Williams. So, it, yeah. It was baffling yeah. how they looked exactly the same. Anyway, as the funeral's happening, Chris sees a little girl by the grave. With a, sh- with a clawed dress. With I mean, a, a knived on fingered dress. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all bloody. Yeah. And then she snaps out of it girl's not there 
And then funeral's over. She's looking at some some pictures of Dean that are at the funeral, and she's in one of the pictures, and she's confused by that because, according to her, she has not known Dean since before high school. Yeah. So how how could that be possible? And then Jesse's like, "Don't worry about it. Let's just go. Let's blow this pop school stand." Yeah. That's Jesse. And then um. And then and then she's in class. Well, the Nancy and her mom talk to okay. Quentin's dad, and they kind of share like a little weird conversation where the dad's like, "Wish we could have. It's been a long time. Wish we could have yeah. seen each other under better circumstances." And and right. then he tells uh, Nancy, which no matter no matter what, this is always weird to me. But he's some like school counselor or principal or something, and he's like, "I'm gonna make sure that there are resources available for to the kids." Like, ple- like he's telling this to Nancy, like, "Please feel free to come see me if you need to talk at all." And it's like, I don't know why that's always just weird. <laughs> yeah. A middle aged man telling a girl that. Yeah, yeah. But it's because we've seen movies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then I guess we go to school. Yeah, we go to school. Uh, uh, by the way, before that, Chrissy finds a Chris, shredded dress. Just Chris. Oh. <laughs> she finds a shredded dress in the attic. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking at my note here. So Chris is in class. She has a dream and Freddie's at the class. And I wrote, Freddie looks so bad. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I liked this sequence when she, when like, Oh no, everyone no. around her, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like disintegrated. Yeah. I, was, I thought that was a cool yeah. effect. It looks good. I, I didn't finish my sentence, uh, when I was reading it. Freddie looks so bad, it's shocking anyone okayed it, and the voice is awful. That's what I said. The voice is so bad. I'm Freddy Krueger. Her, her. It's kind of No, like he just that. sounds like Batman. Oh, yeah. It's more like this. Yeah. He's like, would you like to learn a lesson, Chris? Okay. Yeah. You know, I am vengeance. Yeah. Uh, then he kills Rufus? The dog? Yeah, well, you you took very minimal amount of. Notes, I I did, buddy. I did. So she has that the, dream these of, last two nightmare movies have really taken she's it out of starting me. to dream about Freddie, which is what Dean was telling her before he was killed. So she's like, "Crap, I think he was right about whatever this mumbo jumbo is." Nancy yeah. is on board with it too because I think she also kind of has dreams about him, but not to that level yet. Right. Um, and then they're establishing that. It's all very boring when you talk about it, but Quentin like has a, cr- <laughs> has a crush on Nancy and is like, I'm here if you want to talk to me at any time, just like my dad. Yeah. And um, yeah, Chris goes into the attic, like you said, found a torn up doll dress and then was also looking through photo albums and asked her mom, is it possible that I could have known Dean before high school? And her mom's just kind of like, ah, no, dinner tray. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the mom is a uh, flight attendant and she is oh chrissy's mom chris oh chris (laughs) sorry her mom says i have to go to london on a red eye tonight are you gonna be okay yeah so she's home alone and then jesse comes in i was surprised that there was no sex in this movie yeah it was very 2010 but but it was kind of strange to me yeah you have a boy coming up to her room via window. And she's wearing the same outfit and everything like when it shows them sleeping. It yes. kind of implies that there they did not no have sex. There was no funny business. Yeah. And and they these people weren't together. I think that she was with Dean. That's just kind of how it felt yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Although that was not clear either, which is fine. Well, no, no, no. They said they said that she she, she broke up with the other the Jesse. With Jessie. Dean? Well, with Jesse? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. But yeah. still, there's, you know, it's it just, let's just look at this as classic horror movie kind of thing. Like, yeah. vulnerable girl alone at home. Boy comes up through the window. They're going to bang. But it actually makes more sense because something so traumatic, they just need comfort. So it's Apparently, actually, it's actually them being pretty it was, good. It was surprising. It was yeah. surprising. I was part of me near the end of the movie when Rooney Mara is about to fall asleep to try and bring Freddy uh-huh. out. Um, they're sitting like on the bed in the basement. And I was like, is this going to be the oh, Amber that scene? That's awful. disgusting on so many levels. And they did kiss, but then that was it. And yeah. I'm like, thank goodness. That yeah. would have been so strange. Yeah. Anyway. She starts having a dream. Yeah. Freddie kills Rufus, and yeah. he says, I was just petting him. Yeah. Okay. Didn't no laugh from either of us. No. Well, because he's serious now. Yeah. And you know what I say? I reference the Dark Knight again, and I say, Freddie, why so serious? Yeah. Um, And then uh, I'm just a, kind of buying some time because I'm assuming that our audience is just, like, yucking it up after what I just said. I don't want him to crash her oh, car. Oh gosh. Okay, so then it's she dies the same way uh the first I'm assuming her name's Chris in the first movie too. Uh yeah. dies where she is um thrown, being around, thrown the around the room. I thought it didn't look that bad. No, I thought it looked good. Yeah, which was surprising. Yeah. For being 20 like they I they seem to have done it a lot practically. Yeah. Um and then sliced. It still doesn't look like anywhere is cool though no, cuz they the have the ones, rotating room. Yeah, no. Which makes it more interesting. Um, and that, that one is also like stagnant shots. Yeah. So you really have to sit with what you're watching and this is quick cuts. Yeah. But we're also in 2010. Yeah. That's Um, the thing. That's the thing with this. But then she gets sliced on, you know, in the abdomen and dies Uh and Jesse wakes up to this, uh, and witnesses it and everything. But then he's like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Which I don't, I understand (laughs) bad decision, but I understand. So he's running around the neighborhood trying to evade police. And uh-huh. then he goes to Nancy's room house. Yeah. Um, and then they bang and it was weird. <laughs> I, I do really like how, so he gets to Nancy's house and his mom's like, or her mom's like, what's going on, Nancy? And they don't whisper. He's like, we got to worry about this Freddy Krueger guy. If we don't get him, I don't know what's going to happen. And she's like, is something going on in there, Nancy? I know. It's funny. It's weird when those decisions are made on set. But yeah, he's just like, you got to worry about this Freddy Krueger guy. And then he gets arrested, gets arrested. And then by now it's like, oh, are we just going to follow the beats of the last of the first nightmare movie? Um, Which I know is pretty standard on remake, but they they, they do enough. It's just weird because they do enough to make it different. But but again, it just operates like you haven't seen that movie. And yeah. everybody who's seeing it has probably seen it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then uh, then what's... Quentin mm-hmm. is, like, at a computer, and he has a dream. And he, and it starts with the computer entering sleep mode, which yeah. that was kind of clever, just that idea. But then they didn't do anything with it that was involved the computer. No. Yeah, that was lame. And And here's something else I noted... This movie is pretty much all jump scares. I think this oh, is yeah. also like the height of jump scares in horror. Totally. And um not a single one of them was surprising. No. It's not great. But he's like Googling sleep deprivation stuff. Yeah. Um and what that does to a person. Right. And then um 
uh, Nancy joins him at the coffee shop and they're just doing more research. Um, I mean, this guy likes seven. Guy likes seven a lot. Yeah. And then they, what do they, what happens after that? Well, then she is, Rooney's trying to stay awake. And he mentions how he has like medication and she's like, no, I don't want to take it. She goes home and she's like, I got to stay awake. I know what I'll do. I'll get into a warm bath. (laughs) I'll take a warm bath. And then they recreate like the exact shot from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she just has a dream that doesn't involve the bath at all. Again, it's like, I know why she, yeah, she's like walking around in the snow at the nursery and she's like, Oh, this nursery. But in terms of story, I get it because it's her. They're, they're investigating what's happening through dreams. And it's like, if this, if this was the first installment of a nightmare on Elm street, there was no previous things. Yeah. I think this movie, people would have liked this movie more. Yeah. They would have just been like, how come this guy has to look like an ugly This is kind of interesting. They're investigating this through dreams. I know aside from that stuff, (laughs) but story wise. Yeah. I I think like that is kind of interesting and it is kind of interesting, like good that they didn't do the same water scene besides the one shot. Yeah. Uh, But I did kind of miss it, but also the worst thing you can do in a reboot is make someone think, I kind of just wish I was watching the original. (laughs) Right. Which this is what this movie does to you. Right. But yeah. Well, it's just, it's, I mean, I mean, again, it's fun to look at movies in a, in a meta sense. So in a way, you know, Freddie has directed all of these movies, you know? And so that, that you can look at them meta textually, like he's the director and these are his films. And in this case, it, it, it seems to show that Freddie, like horror in the 2010s, was just going through the motions and he wasn't creative anymore and he needed new juice mm. and he didn't ever get it. Yeah. So that's why the next movie, he needs to be ultra creative because it's like he got his mojo back. The The mm. next movie should be called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddie got his mojo back. <laughs> it's directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. That would be amazing. Wes Anderson decides to make his first, like like franchise movie ever i know he's done raw doll adaption but that's not technically a franchise no no uh that yeah and that's he's like he's like i'm doing this yeah ray fines is is uh freddy krueger he's, he's got to use the same cast bill murray's nancy um, <laughs> <laughs> actually ray fines would be a great freddy krueger i think okay could he have fun though have you seen Grand Budapest Hotel? Okay, yeah, that's true. Imagine Grand Budapest Hotel mixed with, um, my gosh, what's his name? He who shall not be named, Voldemort. Oh, wait, okay. You, you take the evilness of oh. Voldemort, you put it into his his zany character in Grand Budapest. The more I'm thinking about it, this is the answer. Okay. Wes needs to direct this. Okay, Timothy Chalamet would play the Johnny Depp character. Everyone stops screaming at us, we know. Yeah. Um, and then... Because it's Timothy Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan has to be in it. Saoirse Ronan. We'll just let her be Nancy. Yeah. Because she has to be the lead because she rocks. No, they, it should be new characters, though. It should be like... Uh, new actors or new characters? No, no. Uh, he's got to use this cast of characters, of yeah. course. But it should it should be like... Like maybe Owen Wilson was a son, and now he's grown up. When yeah. his, his, his teenage brother was killed or something like that. And then he starts getting haunted. And Owen Wilson is the main character of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, it has to be Nancy. Freddie's got his mojo back. <laughs> no, but Heather Langenkamp said she would come back 
if they make another one. She's interested in doing another Nightmare movie. So she comes back, you know. Let's let's do this. Let's make this happen. Let's let's get her onto the Wes Anderson roster. It's it's another West too creating it. Yeah, you have Wes Craven, and then it goes to Wes Anderson. <laughs> I am, I know this sounds like a bit that I'm doing, but be interesting. This is what I want. This is what I want. I'll tell you what I want. What I really really want. <laughs> um, I mean the title should be different, but other than that, this is what I want. Um, so then. She she was at the nursery, and then she's like, oh, my gosh, I think there's something weird going on. Hey, Quentin, come over. Let's look through my mom's room to see if we find any clues. And they immediately find pictures of all of them at the nursery. Yep. Immediately. And learn that the all the parents... Okay, well, no. They, the, the, Freddie was the gardener of this freaking daycare that lived in the basement of the daycare. Uh-huh. As one does. Apparently. <laughs> and he, you, the children were his life. Nancy, you were his favorite. And then yeah. we started seeing, like, discovering some things, like marks on people, on kids, you know, things like that. Um, it, it's weird. At some point, they, I feel like they were trying to make it satanic panic, uh, where, where kids, well, kids yeah. make up stories. Yes. Um, about abuse. Um, but like, that that was just weird. We're not there yet. But oh, okay, okay. Because I was about to dive straight into it. But yeah, so then, then the par- yeah, parents discover this about him, and instead of going to the police, they just chase the man into a warehouse and burn it down and burn him in it. Uh huh. Which I I get like in terms of motive because in that scene, which I know I'm skipping back and forth, but in that scene, one of the parents is like. We're going to drag our children through a trial and have them have to testify and talk about all these things. No, we're just scooping it under the rug. Yeah. But in terms of the Nightmare on Elm Street concept, if you, you know, successfully uh, convince people that Freddy never existed, then he never existed. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I get it. I get the plot. It's, It's okay. It's fine. It just doesn't work as a nightmare movie. No. Like, this kind of would maybe work if it was original. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and the other things that we've mentioned. Um, But, yeah, so all of that happens, and then they do what, Jordan? Well, then we could go to the scene where (laughs) they're talking to Quentin's dad, and, like, they discovered the truth. Yeah, Everything. They discovered it through Nancy's mom, but also when Quentin had that dream where he saw the parents... Murder Freddy. Yeah. Um, or again, it's like he's in a pool at a high school, and then he has a dream where he sees, like, the past. That Freddy is not created Because Freddy's not showing him that, I don't think. Or I guess maybe he is. Freddy is showing him is that. He is because, remember when she was watching the vlog of that one guy? And yeah. he said that, like, each dream, it's it's like, I'm getting the sense that I need to go into this basement. Yeah. So I think there is tar- part of it. I, I think it's like Freddy wants you, wants the kids to remember and he wants them to sympathize with him. Yeah, they, yeah, they want him to know what their parents did to him. Okay, that actually works. That, I, that I take sense. away that complaint. But also, his goal is to like finish what he started. Yeah, and take advantage of the kids again by killing him. Um, so, but yeah, he's like his dad is like talking to them about it, and then Quentin's like, "We don't even know if this is really real. Like, you guys, like this is probably even just made. Like, we made it up. Like, kids make up stuff all the time, and it's it's weird that and that's like, when you you turn to me and you're like, "This is the take they're doing." Yeah, which was really 
strange. How did you know he was guilty? Yeah. Felt it felt um it felt weird. Yeah. Um I'm I'm glad that they didn't settle on that. Yeah. Cause that would be like really weird. If they were just like, yeah. actually the parents just killed an innocent man who who didn't And he's getting revenge on the parents by killing their kids. Well, no, he'd be mad at them because they lied about him. That's why he that's what that's what Quentin oh, thinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> oh Sorry, so loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I'm gonna have to edit that peak. Yeah. Uh yeah. So then they redo the iconic body bag scene. Which was boring because it was literally the same thing. Yeah. And then And then they go to the pharmacy. Go to the pharmacy. Now this scene I think is a cool scene. Yeah. When Rooney is in the pharmacy like scooting back and it's switching between reality and non-reality. I think that's really cool. It is cool. All of that is great, and that's what I thought was cool when I was a sophomore in high school, and that's what I think is cool now as a 28-year-old man. But guess what, folks? <laughs> Yesterday, I turned 29 on the day that this al- this album comes out. And guess what you could do to make it the best birthday ever? You could go to patreon.com slash micamacaw and sign up for as little as $3 to get bonus episodes. And guess what? It's Christmas in a couple of days. Merry Christmas. But, Christmas, Micah's birthday. It's the season of giving. But just sign up for Patreon. $3 at this point is less than a cup of coffee. And you get an extra episode. And once we get 50 patrons, you're going to get two extra episodes. So please sign up. Please, please, please. And there's also a ton of music. There's art. There's there's a lot of fun stuff on there. Yep. And and it is it is high-quality stuff. I mean, we, we work hard to make it good stuff. So... Head over there, patreon.com slash Micah link in the show notes, and happy birthday to me, my final year in my 20s. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, did you have anything else to say about the pharmacy scene? Nope. It's cool. She, they get away. They discover the cave. Uh, well, they go to the basement and the abandoned yeah. daycare, and then they find the cave, which is where he took all the kids, and... Nancy remembers now that they're in it. And then this, I was so nervous in the scene when Quentin found that box full of Polaroids. Oh, I was like, don't show us. Don't oh show us. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous. Cause I, I, it's just like, I don't know. This movie is trying to be so like hardcore and like an edgy. Gritty and, yeah. That, but also it's like, I think that would be a crime. That would be a crime. Yeah. If they did that. Whew. They didn't. Yeah. Um, but, um, she remembers everything, and 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 that the sequence that you were talking about at the pharmacy, she pulls out his sweater, Freddie's sweater, into reality. So yeah. they, she discovers we can bring him into our world and deal with him. So that's the plan. Yeah. Um. So she goes to sleep, and then Quentin also goes to sleep. They're duking it out with Freddie. I don't know. It's boring. It's not that exciting. Um. Quentin wakes up. Yeah. And but but. Nancy's still stuck in the dream and he can't wake her up, so he uses an amphetamine. Um, but but before syringe. there's two cool things that happen in that sequence: bloody hallway. She's running and then she goes cool. into like a swampy bloody hallway. That was cool. And then she explodes into her bedroom through the blood. That was cool. And it is CG, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. And you said in this movie there was a scene I thought was cool. What was your scene that you thought was cool? The classroom scene. Oh, okay. Or yeah, you covered it. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. I thought it was cool. Um, yeah, and then so yeah, that was cool. But then he uses the amphetamine, amphetamine, amphetamines. Uh, shot on her brings her out of the dream, 
she brings Freddy with her. They fight him in reality. Um, he has not called anyone the B word the whole time. It is yeah. saved for Nancy. At least someone got to say Which it. Which is sh- sort of clever, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, because I think everyone was kind of then she's like, it. welcome to my world, bitch. Whoosh. Yeah. Kills him. Kills him. I would say, all in all, pretty short. <laughs> the movie? The fight, like this big oh, yeah, showdown yeah, yeah, thing yeah. was like, they got him pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not that intense. Uh, so that's the movie. Yeah, I mean, how does it end? Well, Doesn't and, it end, like, right there? Oh, no, then then oh. the mom comes home, and he grabs her through the mirror and r- basically redoes what he does in the first movie by grabbing her through the window at the front door. Yep. Grabs her through the mirror, throws her in, and then it's like, boom, over. Yep. Which I remember when I was a kid and I saw this movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the worst ending in the world. It still kind of is. Yeah, but also movie. it's kind of a nightmare thing, so yeah, it's fine. No, no, no. I like the cliffhangers in the other ones, but it looks really bad in this one. Yeah, it looks that, bad. That scene looked bad. Um, bad movie. Not good. Ultimately, just boring and underwhelming. Yeah. So now, would you like me to rank my nightmare movies? Okay. So, I'm having trouble deciding if I like this movie more or less than Freddy vs. Jason. And I'm, I'm going to base it on rewatchability. And I think since I didn't grow up in the 90s and early 2000s watching horror, I don't think I have nostalgia for bad horror movies made in the 90s and early 2000s. So I'm going to put Freddy vs. Jason at the bottom. Okay. Then I'm going to put A Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010. Then Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And then this is where it starts getting tricky. I think that I am going to put... Um. The dream. Nah, I think I'm gonna put Freddy's Revenge. Uh, this is the fourth one. That's the second movie. Oh, even what? though it, it's so fun. That's surprising. It, it's so fun and it's so watchable. Uh, and and I kind of love it. Then I'm gonna put, uh, the Dream Master, which is number four. Then the Dream Child, which is number five, which kind of bumped up on this viewing. Then I'm going to do A Nightmare on Elm Street, one. Then Dream Warriors, uh, number two, on my ranking, not the number two movie. And then number one, way above the rest, is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Cool. Okay. So for me, I think uh, Freddy's Dead is bottom of the barrel. No, actually, I take that back. Because that one actually had like one or two cool things yeah. for such a bad movie. So I think I would put I would put this reboot on the bottom. Yeah. Then I would put uh Freddy's Dead. Then Freddy versus Jason. No, wow. I'm gonna flip that. Okay. Freddy versus Jason and then Freddy's Dead. And then I think Okay, the fourth movie is Dream Master. Yes. What is a cool sequence? Is that the one with the movie theater? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put the fifth one next. Okay. And then. Fifth one has the comic book kill. I know, but I. No, no. I'm just in yeah, case you're. Because I feel like those two movies are hard to remember which is which. I know. Because that one girl's kind of like, she's so like doughy eyed and it's kind of like, I can't remember. I don't know. So then Dream Master 4. Yeah. At the next. Above 5. And then. The second movie. Freddy's Revenge. And then 
the original, um, and then Dream uh, Masters, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors, yeah. And then also Wes Craven. Yeah, awesome. Um, great. I, yeah, I, I could be convinced out of putting Freddy versus Jason below A New Nightmare. But I mean, I really, really hated that one. And a new night, or this, this movie's more like, I think because I saw it when I was younger, and it reminds me of being a teenager. I like it a little bit more. Absolutely, yeah. Like it's purely a nostalgia. But I don't think I said this was my first time watching this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I do think the story in this, even though, even though it, it's not a good nightmare movie, it is like I think the story's like, uh, works. Yeah. And I don't think the Freddy versus Jason story works at all. Yeah. <sighs> Hate that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I could rewatch any of these except for my bottom three, like anytime. Same. They're so good. I love this series. Love it. They need, and, and it is the rare series again, where I'm going to say, give me one a year. I don't care. Just give me Freddy. Um, but yeah, our next series, do you want to say we're doing a little trilogy? We're doing a trilogy. We're keeping it short this time for our sanity. And it's been, it's one we've been doing, been meaning to do for a while. Well, and quick pause next week is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. But then after that, starting the. In 2023. What's going to kick us off is the Dollars Trilogy. The Dollars Trilogy. A fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Also known as The Man with No Name, we're going to be talking about Clint Eastwood. Yep. And Mr. Sergio Leone. Yep. That'll be fun. And weirdly enough, I'm surprised but proud of our audience. A lot of people have requested that series. Yeah. So we're doing it. This would be great because I don't think I've seen one. I've seen all of them like on TV. Therefore, I haven't really seen them. I have not seen one of them. So that'll be fun for me. Nice. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Sweet dreams. Sweet nightmares, baby. Sweet, sweet nightmares, bitch. One, two, spooky podcast for you. Three, four, lots of blood and gore. Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks. Seven, eight, another deadly thing. Nine, ten, never podcast again. <laughs>